All right, welcome back. Thirsty Thursday number 52. Tonight we are honored to have Miss Tiffany Orner with us tonight. So thank you for joining us. Just in our um, like little pre-show chat, um, it's going to be a great show. A lot of energy. Not necessarily on either side here, but it's all going to be right down there. So yes. you bring in the energy, it's going to be a great show. So we're excited to hear um, where where the conversation goes, um, and it's going to be a lot of really good information. So welcome, everybody. Um, it's been a while since I've been on. Ben, the uh, the guy, the, the IT department director for Strike the Box Training, um, as long as it's uh, plug this in, unplug that, then we're good. Uh, anything more than that, we're in trouble. Um, so that's me. We're going to kick it over to Tr over to Trevor, and then we'll go down to Miss Tiffany for her introduction. Yeah. All right, brother. Thank you very much. And uh, Ben, you're more than just the IT guy. You're the one who keeps this uh, little organization of misfits afloat, uh, believe me, because I have no technological ability whatsoever. So if it weren't for you, we would not be on here tonight. But uh, really excited to have Tiffany on. Um, want, want to talk a lot about, uh, you know, not only from the you know, being a U.S. veteran, military veteran, but also, uh, you know, some of the things you've got going on, because obviously you, you work for some different organizations, um, you know, One Step Automotive, where you're the military engagement manager, I believe. I'm not going to steal all your thunder. I want you to you know, be able to give your intro. But also, um, you spent some time with Grunt Style Foundation. And one thing that um, I'm going to give a shameless plug for right now, and I want to hear a lot about this, one of the hashtags you have is uh, until every veteran wants for nothing. And I want to hear a lot about that tonight. So uh, with that, Tiffany, we're very excited to have you on your show. Uh, give some introduction about yourself. Tell us what, uh, what we're going to hear tonight. Yeah. So hi, and thank you guys so much for having me. My name is Tiffany Orner. Third generation military, second generation Air Force veteran, um, three children, two boys, one going loadmaster uh, in the Air Force, and the other one is a senior, hopefully Air Force Academy. And then you hear the giggling feral queen underneath the table, and she is six. So she's She's going to run the world one day, so watch out, and her name is Max. Um, also, my husband is Air Force Reserve, so we're literally all military everything. Um, you know, I it's been a long journey. My, shh, hey. My, really cool. Yeah, my military service um, was really interesting. Uh, I learned a lot. Uh, we also struggled, right? We were junior enlisted. Um, you know, uh, I was that airman in the commissary with the big whip coupons trying to figure out which peanut butter, right, to get for my boys, which cereal, right, feeling shame because I couldn't get Jif. I had to get the no-name brand. Um, I think it's called Freedom's Choice now, but it looks a lot better than it did back in the early 2000s. And then whenever we got out, we moved from Northern California to... Um, upstate New York, because at that time, like $1,500 for 500 square feet, we were two airmen with two babies, we couldn't afford that. So we moved back east and struggled there as well. Um, my ex husband and I had a tough time, right? I was used to the military lifestyle, I was used to getting some sort of discount because we were military I grew up in Napa Valley, California. You know, so everyone knew but in upstate New York, when I asked for a military discount, my response was no, but we give a college discount. And I was confused, right? So that was that was a tough that was a tough blow, and it got to the point where I started to see my amazing opportunity to serve my country as a liability. So I never went to college. 
So yeah, it, it's been a long, interesting road, but I'm thankful for all of it, right? You don't really enjoy the suck till you're through it. And um, yeah, here we are. So thank you guys for having me. <laughs> no, absolutely. And uh, you know, Tiffany, it sounds a lot like a command staff meeting there at your house because you know, we, we hear people like you know crying and fussing all the time. So I mean yeah. that that sounds like uh -huh. it's you know you sounds like you're at a firehouse right now. So it's, Welcome it's, it's home. pretty familiar to us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't go to those meetings anymore, but I remember them. Yes, 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 yes. So yeah, I mean, I guess I could tell you, I mean, where do you want to start, right? So transition. All right. Well, let me ask, let me ask you this. Um, yeah. Because a lot of what you I've experience from some of our military veterans who've transitioned either into law enforcement or the fire service is when they come back into civilian life, uh, even even in the paramilitary organization, sometimes that transition um, isn't as easy for them. I mean, they're, they're used to a military lifestyle, a life of service. Uh, we all live a life of service, but it was very difficult for them to kind of transition into that. And you've been with um, some organizations making that happen. So, you know, how, how did it work for you and what are you doing to help some other people along that journey? It didn't work, right? So when I, uh, military, whenever they get out, when they go through what's called TAP, Transition Assistance Program. When I got out, TAP was two days, one of them was optional, right? So think about that. You're trained by the United States government for how long? You serve two, 20, 40, 10 years, and then you get two days to transition. It's tough. Now, it's still tough. Because though transition, depending on your squadron, your leadership, your, you know, your branch, it could be anywhere from two weeks to six months. But still, with that being said, it's like you, no one's really, really ready. Because, again, you've been trained for so long. And um, what we're realizing is the end result's the same, right? Uh, the military, a lot of us are like, get me the heck out of here. I got this. I got this. And then once we get a taste of the mil uh, civilian sector, it's like, eh, yeah, let me back in almost sometimes, right? Because what we realize, no matter our rank, no matter if we were enlisted or, or, or officers, like no one cares if you show up. Integrity is an option, right? There's just all these little things that start to add up and again, snowball into something that's so much bigger. So you know, um, because I, like many of us, when we got out, I had so many jobs, guys. I've sold everything. My constants were bartending and serving because no matter what, I, I could I could connect with people. I could forget to ring in your order, but don't worry. You still love me, right? I forget to make your drink. You still love me, but I've sold everything. I've done everything from credit card sales to Pepsi. I worked at Pepsi. I sold jewelry. I was assistant branch manager at a bank. I've done all these things. And, you know, I hypnotically drifted as Napoleon Hill called it, and so many of us do, but the importance is understanding that there's a why behind it, right? All of those jobs prepared me for where I am here today now. So I'm very thankful for that, but yeah, man, transition's not a game. And a lot of us do transition into first responders, Leos, you know, um, because we wanna be a part of something bigger. We still want to give, we still want to serve our community as we want served our country. So yeah, that's what I do, transition and sustainment intentionally is um, what I'm all about, for sure. Awesome. And exactly, uh, just to educate me, if nothing else, what exactly is a military engagement manager? I mean, as, as far as that being a, a title or yeah. a job function, um, what is it and what do you make it into? Yeah, so that's the cool thing. You know, I was with Grunt Style for almost three years. It was a great experience. But, um, you know, I started to look. I started to get that itch. You know, I wanted to be able to... Um, 
I, I started to feel like I was giving men fish, right? Because just so you know, in Gruntstone land, what I did was obviously did some amazing historical things alongside Burn Pits 360, courtesy of Mr. John Stewart, um, and, and getting the PACT Act passed. But on top of that, I created a program with help of Operation Homefront, Blue Star Families, Humana, like all of these amazing change agents. I called them grunt style deployments, grunt style foundation deployments, where I would go to military installations on and off base and post, and I would celebrate the military. What did that mean? That was 10,000 diapers, 10,000, you know, uh, pull-ups, 40,000 pounds of food. That's about 27 pallets. I would get nonprofit uh, agencies in the military space, like Irreverent Warriors, my brothers and sisters. Um, again, Mission Continues came out. The USO helped us, and we would do a drive-through event. I'd get a veteran DJ, and we would just have a great time, and they would drive through the line, and we would put toilet paper, toothpaste, deodorant, tampons. We would shove their trunks full of items. Um, and it was great. Like I said, I've done it everywhere. I've done it on Pendleton or outside of Pendleton, Lejeune, San Antonio, obviously, on Joint Base Andrews twice, home of Air Force One, with other agencies. But again, I, I felt like I was giving a man a fish. So Step One Automotive put out this very vague job description of like military outreach manager. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. Don't even know where for well beaches, but let's try it out. So Step One Motor, or excuse me, Step One Automotive is a car company in the panhandle, 24 dealerships. Uh, they wanted to get intentional with the support for the military. Um, per capita, because there is no public transportation, the panhandle is the largest collection of veterans in the United States. And um, Step One Automotive Group is very philanthropic. So, but they, again, wanted to get intentional. So they brought me on to stand up their nonprofit, Forever Warriors. So I'm not looking, full disclosure for anyone listening, I'm not looking to rework the wheel. I'm not looking to stand up programs. I'm looking to add value to the programs already in place. So that's what a military manager is. I, um, again, I'm a private foundation. So I get to give money to different nonprofits like the Honor Foundation, which helps our special operators transition out of what they do into the civilian sector successfully. It's very thoughtful. There's it's a, I think, three-month program to where Forever Warriors is paying for the location and the caterer, which is a military spouse-owned business. So, you know, military manager for me, it's different everywhere, but for me, it's getting out there and holding the community accountable. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, real, that's really yeah. awesome. And um, mm -hmm. you, it, we'd like to see more and more of these things. And I, you always find it very you know, heartwarming when you go to uh, a restaurant, a, a strip mall, whatever it is. And, you know, they have the expectant mother parking sign and they have the veteran only parking sign. And, yeah. you know, I, I wish they had more of those spaces. And there's yeah. a program. I know there's several offshoot programs and several private programs. There was one down here in West Palm, they called Waterfront Warriors, where they would um, bring, you know, our warriors who would come back home. Uh, most of them, you know, had you know, fairly debilitating injuries. And they take them out fishing, scuba diving. They bring their families down to the beach, just kind of let them decompress for a while. So, um, you know, that that organization in, in this local area uh, does a phenomenal job. And as Ben and I were talking about some other conferences earlier, um, that, you know, COVID really kind of kicked everybody, you know, throat punched everybody as far as being able to fundraise and to do a lot of things. And now yeah. that we're on the tail end of that, um, I'd, I'd really love to see some of these things bloom. And then also for us in the fire service, 
because we do have so many uh, military veterans. And I wish Bobby was on right now. Uh, he's one of our cohorts who's a Navy veteran. He started out as a damage controlman in the Navy um, and has had a quite, um, I'm not going to call him an old guy, but he's had quite a lengthy fire service career. But, um, yeah. you know, what, what are some of the things that, you know, we're learning from you that we might be able to do internally to kind of, you know, push people towards these assets because if they don't know something exists or they don't know what yeah. question to ask, um, sometimes they just, you know, they don't receive the benefit of what they burned. Yeah. And that's the hard part, right? I mean, let's be real. There's over 60,000 nonprofits in the military space, 40,000 of them, eh, but there are about 20 of us, you know, doing God's work. And listen, I'm not dumping on any one that sets up philanthropic efforts, right, to help uh, demographic and need, especially our military. But yeah, it's hard. And, and that's what Forever Warriors is, right? My three to five year goal, I want Forever Warriors to be in Texas, to be in Cali, to be in DC and Virginia, where we have these big high populations of military, because I want uh, FW Forever Warriors to be the hub so that if Trevor gets out of the military and he needs resources, he knows without a shadow of a doubt that if he goes to anything FW, they're going to be operate with integrity and answer the phone. That's one of the biggest things. It's like, great, all these resources, but no one answers the phone. Also, a website doesn't help me when my husband's losing his mind because he's he's having a moment. A website doesn't help me when my wife's deployed and my kids are having a meltdown because we just moved to another city again. You know what I mean? So just so everyone knows, that's what I'm doing. I'm building. Uh, yes, ma'am. I'm building, you know, different systems and processes that will be repeatable throughout the country, but it's going to take time. In the meantime, it's hard. I mean, where do you go for resources? I would say Blue Star Families, no big deal. We can clean it up. Too easy. I would say Blue Star Families is an amazing resource. Um, if you want co-signature to some of the ailments and, uh, you know, issues that the military face, Blue Star Families, Operation Homefront, doing God's work. Obviously, the big guys like the USO, you know, they're doing great things, but there's just so many. It really depends. And unfortunately, there isn't like one big, right? One, there's no Walmart for veteran services. It's, it's all over. So, yeah, I'm trying. All of my websites and everything goes live one March. So I'll be street legal <laughs> one March. My websites, my social media, I'll have everything. Pinterest, Twitter, um, Obviously, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all of that stuff. But yeah, until then, just, I don't know, man. I think, you know what I think, guys? Like the firehouse, like that, you know, environment you just spoke of. You guys laughing, messing, people emotional. Like, that's what we need to recreate outside of the gate, off post. That ecosystem of support for one another, that brotherhood, that sisterhood. Because you know what? Those are the things that's working. So you mentioned in Florida, that group that, and you said the F word, which I love, stand by. You said, you know, they take them surfing, they get them out into the water, but they bring their families. Gold, that's the key. Because so many of these nonprofits are doing amazing work, but it's like a one and done, which it's okay. I love that, good job, which is okay. But the issue is like, if Tiffany and Trevor are married, Trevor's having a tough time. He misses his bets, blah, 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 blah. Awesome. Trevor, I found you a hunting trip in Texas. Go hunting for a week. Trevor goes for a week. 
gone. Meanwhile, I'm dealing with the kids. It's spring break. It's a mess, whatever. Now Trevor comes back and Trevor's even more sad than before he left. Why? Because he got a taste, right? He got to be around his brothers and sisters that served. And now he's even more depressed. Meanwhile, I'm like, you're home. You need to pick up the baton. Wait, why are you even more sad? You just had a week away. You know, so I think the thing that's really going to help all of us as a community is creating that family environment, that that outside the gate, that ecosystem of support. That is just so important. And Tiffany, you, you probably appreciate this analogy. And, uh, you know, Ben, especially, you know, you with a young family, um, you in the fire service, we talk about having two families. There's our fire service family and our home family. And there's a lot of overlap, but there's a lot of times because of either regular shift work, assignments, deployments, whatever the case might be, we spend more time with our fire service family than we do our own and trying to, um, I, I would say reprogram yourself sometimes when you come off shift or you come off a certain assignment and then you know, you've, you've got that four or six year old or 15 year old that you're still in work mode and you're trying to talk to them like um, you know, people that you have just worked with for the last however many hours or operational periods. So um, you know, when you talked about the family, that was something so cool when the Waterfront Warriors did that, they would bring the families in, they would get hotel rooms for them, you know, uh, they'd have a, events. And it was one of those things, it's almost like being on a cruise ship. Either you could participate as much as you wanted to or as little as you wanted to, but there's always something there. And, um, but, you know, just like you said, there, there, there wasn't kind of that, uh, that dichotomy of saying, all right, you know, yeah, I had a break, but now I took a, also when I took a break for me, I took a break from my family. And mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that caused some chips out of the bank on, on some mm-hmm. of those things, you know. Um, what, what, so ben, what, what's your, what's your view on this is, you know, someone, especially with a, you know, a, a young family, right? You're not young anymore. Cause, uh, and by the way, happy 40th birthday again there, buddy. But, yes. uh, oh, you know. hang on a second. we're also celebrating a 22nd birthday, right? No, we're going to own it. We're going to own it. I'm 40 today. Congratulations. <laughs> Cheers. Congrats. Cheers. Where's my Cheers. Cheers. There it is. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So a, cu- a couple of things that, that we've we've in the I've got a little timer up in the corner in the 18 minutes that we've been on 18 minutes and 30 seconds. I've filled up a couple pages. They're post-it notes, but it's a couple pages of these little things of stuff that I wanted to get back to. The first one is, is one of our previous guests, um, uh, Battalion Chief Kurt Isaacson, works in Escambia County, is a huge proponent of the fire service and is all about doing the right thing. And his passion for doing that is next level. So when we when we close all this off or before we hang up, I'm going to send his information to you as well, because yeah. he would like he is just he's awesome. Um, and like we, we got him on and it was like, I think we kind of talked the other day, like yeah, if, we're, if it's a great conversation, you know, we kind of wrap try and wrap it up, you know, but we let it go. Like his was like, um, chief, uh, uh, yeah. chief. All right. Time out. Right. We got to cut this off. Uh, yeah. it was a great show, but just a great human being and loves like his passion is, is next level. Um, so okay. I think that would be a great contact. And I think he, yeah. he has some friends, um, that actually work in Fort Walton beach. Um, I believe it. Uh, yeah. Like in the higher, uh, the management portion of the department there and, if they're anything like him, they will be a great asset um, yeah. and great people to, to connect with. 
Um, yeah. Chief, Chief Greg Temple from Spring Hill, Tennessee, ha- has a great comment. Uh, the film topic, Business Mind, love that. And then the transitioning vets to the fire service should be more of an initiative. The people that we're getting off the street now, like, the, it's like, well, I mean, you guys get to sleep at work, right? Like, that's that's cool. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll do that, I guess. So you get people that come into the fire service mm-hmm. that don't really understand it. They see mm-hmm. that, you know, for the most part, we, well, I say for the most part, we have a, we have a, we have the best job in the world. Like we get to ride fire trucks, we could go fast, we get a break, we get a break shit. Like it's the best job in the world. It really yeah. is. Um, and we get like, when, when the shit hits the fan, we get to be there to make the difference. Um, but they don't, they don't come into it understanding that we're fortunate and yeah. that, or at least I've been fortunate and the people that have been mentors to me have explained that this is why we're here. It's not about you. It's about the people we're going to. Yeah. And that's why you need to be good at your job. But the people that we're getting into the fire service now, again, they see, oh, it's a decent paycheck. I can retire at 20 years. Um, I get to sleep at work. Uh, I work eight days a month and they don't understand the bigger picture. Whereas the vets that are transitioning out of the military that come to the fire service, they understand the structure, they understand the service, they understand the bigger picture and could, and and are going to potentially make the better employee, the better member in the fire service. So I think that's a great comment. Uh, no, it, it's amazing. And Greg, you're 110% right. And that's the thing. It's like that. So just so you know, our, our pillars are mental health, transition sustainment, and community immersion, right? Because again, what I'm finding and uh, so many thoughts. So um, seven groups, special operators are out here and uh, we meet uh, once a month breaking bread, right? And uh, one of the local police officers came and he advocated like, listen, guys, come to the force, come to the force. And I was like, hell yeah. So and so you guys know, Uncle Jason was uh, I came from Albany, New York. So Uncle Jason worked for the DA for 20. Nope, he was a detective for 20 years. Now he works for the DA. Uh, David, cousin David's a police officer. There's like two or three others that are married in. Zeph is a firefighter out of Saratoga, New- Saratoga Springs, New York. So again, servings in our DNA, like all over. Um, and I say all that to say, like, once we get out, we're like, ah, we're so done. But again, we forget that, like, we don't know a lot of things. We don't know how it feels that we're, no one gives a crap if you show up on time. We don't even know how to navigate health insurance. Like, let's be realistic. If you served your whole country, you know what I mean? So it's like, and, and then like, what I'm hearing over and over all over the US is like, I miss it. I miss it. Like some of us could have eaten the most, some of us could have been through the most, you know, the most difficult of circumstances, terrible. You ask most veterans, no matter where they are now, if they would suit up and go rock too easy, what time when we got to be there, you know, that's just how it is. So I think that I got to figure out (laughs) another thing I get to figure out is like how to bridge the first responders with the military so that they understand they could still be a part of something so much more, still have that brother and sisterhood of just, again, serving your community as you once served your country, because that's what we look for, guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care if you served one year or 30 years, you were trained hard in certain ways, right? Like psychologically broken down and built back up. You miss it. You miss it. There's a few outliers, right? <laughs> Not everyone's created equal, but yeah, we, I, 
I wish, and I know that there's segues to it, right? To from active to fire or active to police. I just, I don't know. I, well, I don't and, know. And, and Tiffany, I, I want to kind of touch on two things that you said. Uh, one, which I thought I heard you say, but I, I say this a lot to my folks. Uh, I believe you used the term embrace the suck earlier. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you for that. Because that um, to, to Ben's point and your point, uh, you some of the folks that we're getting in the service now, they don't understand that mentality that guess what? There's things that are just going to outright suck, but we embrace that suck. And, you know, it's like, you know what? It, it's going to, it's going to be a, uh, it, this is going to be unfun. It's not going to be clean. It's not going to be you know comfortable, but you embrace that uh, because you're mission focused. And then something else, um, I, I, I could have swore I heard you say that. So I'm glad I'm glad my, I, I can't hear out of one ear and I can barely hear out of the other. So um, I'm, I'm glad I actually heard you correctly. But um, you know, part of part of that bridging, too, and not to throw another uh, tentacle in this and make it muddy. But sometimes we get people at the towards the end of their career. And you had mentioned there's people that would suit up and you said, hey, what time and where? Tell me tell me when we're where wheels up and I'll be there. And I think that that's ingrained in a lot of people who have that life of service. Um, unfortunately, you know, all of us are going to get to that point where, you know, maybe we can't do it anymore mentally. We can't do it anymore physically. Uh, you know, we have the desire. We have the will to do it. But you know, we don't want to forget those people because we're standing on the shoulders of a lot of people who came before us. Um, and I mean that sincerely. And look, we all know that you know, the, the generation after us is never going to do as well as we did it. And we're still dumbasses to the people who raised us in the industry. Um, but yeah. to that point, um, you know, Ben, and I'm, I'm going to throw you under the bus here for a minute, buddy. So grab your wrench and change the oil. But uh, you know, <laughs> Ben and another one of our... Um, you know, former co or one of my former co-workers, Kim, um, they put together something for the retirees from my old department and they called it the legends lunch. And we all felt a little weird by that. We're like legends. We're just a bunch of old retired bastards from, you know, but yeah. what was so cool is that these two people who were younger in our industry, who had really no skin in the game, as far as trying to make us feel good, they would take the, the retirees and say, Hey, you're not forgotten about. And they would bring us together to break bread um, once a month, we get together for lunch. We sit there, tell some, you know, some old war stories and, and you know, bus chops and have some beverages and everything else. But we were still, we were able to still contribute by passing some of these things along. And then, you know, Ben and Kim would take those things. Uh, and it was great. So I think, you know, that, that level of engagement, Ben, that, uh, that you and Kim had come up with, uh, was number one, very humbling. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. it was just kind of when, when you would invite, you know, I can just speak for myself. But would you would invite me, I'm like, dude, I'm not a legend. I've not been retired that long. I'm not that old. It wasn't a matter of age. Right. It was just a matter of saying, hey, you, we still want to include you because you're you're still relevant to us. Um, yeah. And you know, whether you were like, disliked, you know, whether you were the the hardest charger, laziest bastard in the in the unit, <laughs> uh, you were still valued at some point. And uh, Ben, I, I want to thank you, and I'll throw the shout out to Kimmy as well. Um, you know, thank you for that level of engagement because I thought that was hugely important because some of those folks, as you well know, I mean. I was fortunate to be able to continue on in the industry. Um, and there's some of those folks that couldn't, um, but you know, mm. to, to let them know that they were there, they were valued in their, Oh my God. Um, yeah, there it is. Um, and is. actually, uh, I, I can't, I don't know if Ben, if you're uh, wizardry on, uh, on it here, but, uh, tomorrow I'm actually getting on an airplane with one of these guys who's standing next to the guy whose 70th birthday we're getting ready to celebrate this weekend. And he was one of our, uh, probably most well-respected lieutenants that we had in our department. Uh, yeah. 
Yay! Under Armour. Can you do some cursor magic there, Ben? <laughs> there you go. That, this is about the best, it's best I got. I, I don't do pictures very well. But, no, but that's, that's, that's pretty that. good. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. And you know what was cool about that is so, like, the thoughts that you guys had for all that was, like, we're not, like, we just did our job. But, mm -hmm. like, for Kimmy, like, for me, like, this was before I was full-time with the department. Um, like, I had the opportunity to work with most of those individuals. Like, for me, it was it was more selfish that I wanted to come and hang out with these people. Yeah. To, to, because of, like, how much fun that they had together, and I wanted to be a part of it. And, mm -hmm. like, sharing their, because it's, it's, like, whoops um that it wasn't oh, yeah. like it was great to get to hang out with you guys but it, like it was more about me for you for that like it was, it was cool i'm glad you guys enjoyed it i enjoyed it too like like um but while i have well that's I, so important though it's so oh, important yeah. to do that though ben you need to give them you know you need to ah there's so much there and what you yeah. did, you and Miss Kimmy, that's gold, you know, because yeah. like you said, you made him feel so good, you know, and, and they had yeah. the opportunity, I'm sure, to relive some of the good times, oh, the yeah. bad times and in between, yeah. you know, and what what's the saying? If you don't know your history, you're going to, you're bound to repeat it, you know, it's just, and, and that's like one of the, another thing that I want to do, it's like with our VFWs and American Legions, one of the things I want to do, uh, again, three to five, right, is if they want to smoke and drink, do that from four o'clock on. But during the day, let's open up the windows. Let's air it out. Let's get some computers donated in there and let's make it a shared workspace. Let's get the OEF and OIF guys in there. Let's have those uncomfortable conversations that separate us. You guys got all the health benefits. Yeah, you're right. That sucked. Everyone focused on OEF and OIF. You know what I mean? No one desert storm and all that. But let's talk about it. Let's make it weird and let's break down those barriers. And also let's start getting some people in these because some of them are really, really nice. And the ones that aren't, all right, cool. If they're falling apart, get JROTC in there. Again, that community, that ecosystem of support, you know, but again, I applaud you. Um, I try to do that when I go to the VA or when I was in Albany, I would, I would go an hour early, take a deep breath and be like, you can do this. And I just sit with them. Mm -hmm. because you know they're much older than trevor i'm sure a lot of them but they just want that's all we want is just to be someone to listen to us to be acknowledged you know oh, that, that was that was so nice i mean very insincere but thank you for saying that anyway yeah the the, the camera the camera subtracts a couple years from trevor Stop okay it. shut up ben <laughs> yeah ben. Um, the, yeah, ben the other thing i wanted to the other thing i wanted to talk about was the transitioning from one from from service and mm -hmm. i think i don't think there's as much emphasis put on that for the fire service, you know, like mm. when, when you were transitioning out, it was two days. When mm -hmm. we transition out, it's like, oh, your shift's over, year 30, year 25, year whatever it is, 0700 comes, your shift's over. Hey, um, we're gonna need your uniform back. What's well, all I wore? No, we're gonna need that back. Okay, well, I'm gonna leave naked then. Yeah, your, your your gear locker already has a new name slot in it, you know? Yeah. Really? So you leave, you turn all your stuff back in, you might have a retirement party, and that's it. 
Like that's, that's so it. bad though. Right. That's so right. bad. Cause like, what do you do with all that weight, that emotional weight? And that's like, that's, and for the longest time, and I would say for the last probably five or six years, we've, we, the fire service, I think has really started to look at the, the mental yeah. health aspect of that, of like yep. unloading that. Um, Hugh Hummel, one of the guys that, that retired from Ocean City, love him or not, he made a great comment that everybody has their bucket of shit. And mm-hmm. some people have really good coping mechanisms, so their bucket of shit doesn't overflow. As it fills up, they're mm-hmm. able to unload it, to take some of that out, and they're good. There are people that can't unload it. And like the bucket's yeah. still a five-gallon bucket, but it's just overflowing with shit that they can no longer handle and they can no yeah. longer take, and then they have problems. So mm-hmm. you go from from the years of whatever that you've that you've dealt with, and you retire, and now you're out, and it's like now you're carrying around this five gallon bucket of shit. Well, it still stinks, and now there's no resources. And I think we're doing a, good, a better job now than what we were of of having resources and having people to talk to and paths to go down to address that. But again, zero yeah. seven hundred on your la- after your last shift. Hey, thanks. Um, we'll let you know. Like, we'll see you at your retirement party, and that's it. Like, and like at some point, that that person has to have that difficult conversation in the mirror of this is this is my last shift. You know, like yeah. there are some people that like they would stay forever if they could, but they they can't. You know, and like yeah. at some point, they have to make that conversation. Or they have to have that conversation. They have to make that realization, and then and then to be treated like that is just an absolute shame. Well, yeah. and Ben, I, I see the same thing you know, with with our veterans, and like say, I'm I'm glad to see some things may, maybe too little, too late, but at least it's there. Um, you know, very very similar. Where you know, look at our Vietnam uh, era veterans for you know who were completely crapped on. Uh, you know, my my father in law is a Vietnam uh, veteran, Marine Corps. My father uh, was a Korean War veteran, Marine Corps. And, you know, sometimes they they were just forgotten about. Or, you know, when, when you see that old man in the World War II uh, hatch kind of uh, shuffling yeah. down the street, you know, you got to realize that when, when he was uh, around your age and maybe a little bit older, maybe a little bit younger. He would have beat the brakes off you. Yeah. And, and, and when, when, you, when you were 19 years old, uh, you know, bit, bitching about, uh, you know. Oh, you know, uh, oh, my Wi-Fi went out for the weekend and knowing this guy was actually storming a beach somewhere in Europe, uh, you know, there, there's a little bit different work ethic there. So, you know, not I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Too, well, I do. I do want to go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. But my, here, here's my point behind it is that, you know, way too often. And, and w- one of my friends, uh, you know, friend of Ben's as well, um, you know, tomorrow, again, we're heading up to you know celebrate the 70th birthday of somebody we respect very deeply and work with for a long time. And. You know, he had a career-ending injury. Um, you know, Ben, you, you, you and I were on that on that same call. So, um, you know, look, looking at some of those things where when this guy who served exceptionally well for our old, old former department, I mean, the guy was the freaking golden child. I mean, you know, he could fall in a pile of shit and come out smelling like a rose, not because he was a he wasn't a BS or anything. Well, he was a little bit, but he, uh, but he he was a, genuinely a good person. I mean, you know, spe- special ops guy all, all the way around. But, you know, to see how he was discarded 
essentially at the end where there was no more worth and value. And this guy had given so much, um, you know, personally and professionally to that department. It was so disheartening. So I, I kind of look at this and this is where I kind of want to get your, uh, you know, see what lens you're looking at this through Tiffany is, you know, we want to make sure that we are, we're trying to, you take care of these people, regardless of what their service was, you know, uh, yeah. you know, Leo fire service, military, but at the same time, I think they kind of, you were talking about breaking down those barriers and walls and here's, here's what I'm going to tell you. And then want to see what your thoughts are. Um, we kind of need to be around our own kind a little bit. It's nice for someone to be sympathetic, but it's also better for someone to be empathetic because they chewed some of the same dirt. They've been down the same hallway as we have. Doesn't mean that the, the people's care for us uh, should be ignored. But when someone says, thank you for your service. Oh, my pleasure. You know, thank, but at the same time, when, you know, if, if Ben comes up to me and says, Hey brother, thank you. I know where that's coming from. You know, cause we've been right. down that same hall. So with that, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this very quick uh, story my my next door neighbor who is a police officer he was uh you know in in the u.s navy he was uh a little bit after bobby ben um you, you met you met my next door neighbor didn't you when you were down okay well anyway um you know, he was a corpsman he was assigned to marine expeditionary unit he was supposed to go to jump school and uh at the last minute they you know they, they pulled his orders or anything else so he, you know he never got to jump out of airplanes and helicopters the way he wanted to well he found this thing in central florida where all these military people go and they earn wings from around the world. So if yeah. like, the Peruvian army is there and they have a jump program and you meet their, yeah. so, and there I'm like, you guys don't like blood pen each other. Now we're too old for that crap. Yeah. We'll get infections. But anyway, um, so, so he, it, it was so cool because he's been up and next year for the uh, anniversary of Normandy, they're actually going to jump out of a vintage aircraft over Normandy. But here's the yeah. thing. He goes, there were people he even in my own branch of service he said you know he he was an enlisted guy he 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 was a uh, nco you know uh, when he got out but he goes i would have never talked to that major or that captain or that commander or to anybody else because you know, we're us they're them you know yeah we we hold the same flag up here but there was a dividing line and here we're, we're jumping out an airplane together and we're sitting there slamming johnny walker black uh, at the bar at the end of the night um, and you know, here, you know, the, the officer and the NCO are now, you know, arm in arm with each other and looking at what brought them together. So I thought that was something really, really cool that he was able to experience and so glad that he did. Yeah. So, you know, when I came on to forever warriors, it was, it was a name and there forever warriors, no mission, no vision, no values. Um, I made them all. Right, so I want to share my values with you because you both touched on um, some really key important parts, and there's so many thoughts there. But I'm going to stay focused. I wrote, I wrote my notes. So I, as you were speaking, but um, so here are my values, right, for Forever Warriors. So I'm going to read the whole thing. So our values are to establish and uphold a sense of pride that that sense of fulfillment that comes with being a part of something so much greater than ourselves, right? Just as we did when we served our country. So here are my four values. So first is integrity. First, foremost, always, non-negotiable, integrity. The second is united belief. It's the shared confidence in each other as well as faith that in together we can make the impossible possible. The last two are what we need so much more of, both in the military and as we transition out. And I love how you said, like, sometimes you need your people because your people have eaten the shit with you, right? We, we've waded through it together. Um, but egos, 
Egos are a thing and those need to sit down yesterday, right? So shared humility and respect, remembering how little we know and coming to everything with a curious and learning mindset. Just because we're both Marines doesn't mean I was ah like you. I could have been finance, could have been admin, right? Um, and sometimes uh, I'm just going to call it like it is the bro vet mentality. And it's females too. It's not just male vets, but ah, like, stop it. That serves no one. That makes us look silly and you're not in it anymore. So let it go, Elsa, right? It's just this weird, like, macho ego type stuff that I have no time for. You guys like that. Love that you do say it to my six-year-old. <laughs> and then lastly, and I, and I want to say almost most importantly, is the compassionate empathy. So that's moving beyond simply standing in someone else's shoes. Thank you for your service. But walking alongside them in a respectful, equitable way and helping to alleviate their suffering. Right. I think we need to stop trying to just put a bandaid on something that needs a tourniquet or just needs to get, you know, amputated all the way. And, you know, it's really interesting because when I uh, speak to different military installations around here, um, you know, I express a program that I'm really passionate about. Um, it's called ETS sponsorship. And um, what it's a two pronged program. Right. So one of the one of them is a full day veteran cultural competency. What is VCCT? It's an annual training, right? Because all these businesses say, oh, we support military. We hire military. Awesome. Great. That's cute. What's the retention of that military? Because over half of us leave our first job within the year of getting out of service. So, you know, so what veteran cultural competency does is it kind of enlightens uh, the employer, uh, the, uh, you know, colleagues of the employee to let them know that we think different. We're a little bit different. Here's an example. Um, Ben's a business owner. Tiffany puts in her resume. Tiffany served 25 years in the military or six or two, doesn't matter. Ben hires me. I hired a veteran. Yay, great, awesome, great. So time goes on, I go to meetings. I'm good at clean, you know, not in uniform, but you know, I show up, I'm respectful, blah, blah, but every meeting, I don't really add much value. Ben goes and plays golf with Trevor. Trevor's like, hey man, I met John. John's a mover and shaker. He's biz dev. He's brought this company from here to here. Man, you could really use it. And Ben says, well, you know what? I did just hire Tiffany like six months ago. <laughs> Let me think about it. So you go on his LinkedIn, you go on his social media, you really see that he is, you know, bees knees. So what do you do? Tiffany doesn't really bring much to the table. She does her job, but this guy, mm, ready to rock. So now you let Tiffany go because she never spoke up. But what you may not understand is that for the two, 12, 15 years, Tiffany's been told to keep quiet. She has not had the opportunity to be even be in the room with people where the decisions are being made. Now that can flip too, right? Officer, let's take Lieutenant Colonel, same thing. Depending on the amount of brass that's in that room with that LT, COL, they may not say a word, right? And employers don't, employers may not know this. They just may see Tiffany as like, she's good, but we can go get him. You know, so there's little nuances and things like that that need to be brought to people's attention. Because again, everyone screams, they love hiring military. I'll hire you out. Great. What's the plan? How is your HR department going to help us understand how to sign up for health insurance? Because we don't know how to do that. Also, we're going to feel like shit when you don't care that we show up. Okay. Ben says, get there at 0800. Bank opens at 930. Get there at 8. Tiffany's there. 745. Trevor shows up. 815, 830. But he has Starbucks. So Ben's not mad. So now I'm counting down the drawer. Ben's like, Tiffany, 
come on, let's go, let's go. Like, excuse me? I'm late because of him. As you're drinking your Starbucks, reprimanded. You know what I mean? So it's like little stuff like that, that starts to add up. And unless employers are conscious of some of the ways that we were trained, it's just not going to work. Also, what's the patch? The military, you know, you know, airman basic, airman, airman for class, senior, like, you know, the path. What's the path to success at your business? What does three, five, 10 years look like? What are the opportunities from the rip out the gate? You know? So again, there, there's so much, there, there's so much, but it all starts with, you know, I think compassionate, empathy, humility, respect, integrity, you have to let the egos go. You have to be open and you have to understand like, listen, if this is too heavy for you, tell me that and step aside. You know what I mean? Like, don't try to feed me shit and tell me Sherry is like, no one has time for that. We're literally dying. And also that 22 a day number, I think that's cute, but I don't think that's real. Not after coming here with all these special operators and breaking bread with them and like, no, but we have to do better. And it starts now. This is my way. You know, you asked about my hashtag until every veteran wants for nothing. That's when I stop. Well, Tim, let, me, I stop. let me ask you this. Um, is there anything out there now? Because like you said, there's a lot of people, a lot of employers who will, who will tout themselves. say, yes, we hire veterans and we give you preference. That's that's great. That's wonderful. But how does maybe a non-military employer or someone who doesn't have any military family background, how do they look and say, okay, how, how do we look at what your MOS was in the military and how do we match you to a job here yes. and also give you that pathway? Is there is there any organization or any, um, I don't even want to call it a foundation, is there any educational yeah. material out there? Because like one of, one of my local places um, here, uh, well, actually... No, it's that way. I'm sorry. Um, over that way, uh, yeah. you know, guy owns bar and grill. He was, uh, you know, he was a corpsman in the military. You know, he he tries to hire some veterans, but he he speaks the language. He understands it. So the transition for him is really easy to say, okay, Too what easy. did you do with the military? Because like you said, you could you could be admin, you could be infantry, you could be you know, medic. You have, you have to match up the skills. So. For for the other 98, 99% of business owners who probably are not militarily minded or inclined, what's out there for them to, to, to say, hey, if I want to do the right thing, how do I do it? Who can they reach out to, or if anybody? So that's the thing. And that's a struggle that my dear friend, God rest his soul, Justin Constantine, um, he's amazing. You Google and you'll see my heart. He's no longer with us, um, but you know, he had a program. I'm not sure what happened to the program, so I'm not gonna put it on the airwaves, but that's what it was. It transposed MOSs, AFSCs into civilian terms so that it was attracted to Trevor, the you know, um, software company or Ben, you know, and you know, his whatever that uh, widgets, you know, because you're right. Most places aren't, you know, I think it's 0.6% of us serve now. You know, and there's over almost 250,000 veterans that get out every single year. And most places aren't military minded or focused. So there's a ton of programs that help, right? There's, um, there, there's so many, but again, it's like drinking from a fire hose. Um, you know, obviously I'm biased to ETS sponsorship. And so you guys are aware ETS sponsorship is a, um, what is the ETS? Uh, my mind is blanking. Time and service. E. 
Ah, expi expired. Oh gosh, I'm gonna get beat up for this. Bring it on, guys. Sorry, I'm not perfect. <laughs> I get up at 04 every day, so there's that. And it's my birthday. But um, let me hold on. Let me just. I'm I'm gonna lose it now. ETS military. Come on, Google. Uh, 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 uh. Expiration term of service. So ETS sponsorship is a program um, and it's mandated right now out of Fort Hood. So anyone getting out at Fort Hood, they have to sign up for ETS and ETS is two pronged. One part is veteran cultural competency. It's a full day of training where again, they teach you exactly some of the different things and the ways that we think. Um, and it was really cool. One of the classes that I took, it was a hybrid <laughs> and a woman Dr. Geraci, Dr. Joe Geraci out of NYU, he's retired army. Um, so he works with students at NYU that get that clinical data to back it. Uh, he held the class and I'll never forget. And the beauty of this program is a lot of VA employees are in this class, which is needed, right? We're not gonna go down that rabbit hole, that's okay. Um, and also the VA saved my mom's life three times. Okay, so I, I'm impartial, I guess. But so during the class, he broke us out into breakout sessions. Dr. Geraci says, all right guys, here's the deal going to give you these questions. You get them wrong, you got to push. At home, in person, you got to push. Everyone agree? Everyone agrees. So a woman in person got the question wrong. He's like, oh, that's wrong. I'm sorry, Barbara. You got to give me five push-ups. She's like, no, I'm not going to do that. He goes, yeah, you're going to give me five push-ups. Now keep in mind, she was an older lady, right? And he goes, yeah, you agreed to do this, right? You didn't leave her. And she was like, yeah. He sat there on like against his desk and I literally got so emotional because I felt for the first time he's like, people don't understand when you say something, you have to do it. You have to do it. So it got super uncomfortable. I'm sitting there with goosebumps, like trying like, don't come off eyelashes. Right. <laughs> but what ended up happening was someone from her team pushed, and he still had her push against a wall, right? And she was a VA employee. So imagine how many times she would have said, oh, Trevor, thank you for calling the VA. Yeah, sure, I'll get with Dr. So-and-so. I'm not doing that right now, it's lunchtime. You know? Or Ben, hey, you know what, I'm so sorry. Um, you're gonna have to wait. You know what, I'll send your, I'll call your script in. I'm not doing that, it's time to go home. I guarantee you now, she thinks twice before ever saying something and not doing it because of Dr. Geraci and the way that he presented this veteran cultural competency program. So it's him. And then of course it's retired general Eastman, Michael Eastman out of the DC area. He's fighting the good fight for us, right? Making sure this is passed. And so the ETS part of it is um, sponsors. As these military get out, get sponsors all over the United States. And my goal is to get the largest population of ETS sponsors here. So what's the sponsor? Ben's getting out. He fills out a list. I have kids, one special need. I have a dog. I'm food insecure. I'm not food insecure. I need help with this. I wanna do this job. Ben gets linked with Tiffany in Florida cause he's moving to Florida, right? One year ahead of you getting out, we start having a relationship. We talk every month, we get to know one another. And guess what? If me and you don't work out, Trevor's down here too, he's got you, right? But anyway, again, it's creating that ecosystem of support. So when that bank gets out, him and his family move down here or him and his dog move down here. He has a vet for his dog. His dog is his ride or die. And he's just, boom, he's got three or four interviews lined up because Trevor is a part of every single chamber. You see what I'm saying? So that's why I think it's so damn important. It's so important for this. So is there a specific website or 
group that can transpose MOSs, AFSCs, probably where I would start if I wanted to learn more about the military is etsponsorship.com or org. That, that's where I would go. I would absolutely go there. What was that? It's etsponsorship.com. I pulled it up. Yes. Thank you. We're, yeah, but we're that's where share. I would go. Thank you. That's where I would start. I would start there to get to know the lay of the land first. Before you worry about what is this battalion, da 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 Know this. Any mojo walking off the street, this guy wins. This girl wins. You know, if you're going to compare uh, just off the really? rip. I mean, obviously, there's college and all of that. But, I mean, you can't pay for real-world experience, right? You can't You can't buy that street cred, that, that you know. So, yeah, that's where I would start. Sure. That's awesome, Tiffany. And because I, I think you way too many people, uh, as they say, the road to hell is paved with good intention. A lot of people just want to check a box. You know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, we, we hire military veterans. But it, and I never knew that statistic that you gave about you know how many military veterans actually quit their first job when reengaging oh, in the wow. civilian world. And that's think about that. I mean, you've had a major change. Now you've gone to something where some people would look at that as saying, well, I just failed at something. And I'm not used mm -hmm. to it. Failure has never been an option before. And now this didn't work out. And that's not part of my personality. That's not who we are. That's not who I am. Um, so I, I can't imagine. Now pile that on is. to that. TBI, traumatic brain injury, PTSD, military sexual trauma, a divorce, a ton of kids. Just compound that, right? No, and it's exactly. Just under so 50% for the second year, too. It's horrible. It's really bad. Yeah. What, yeah, I mean, that's that's um, just you know that blows my mind because I I knew there was a a, a fairly high rate or I, I want to say decent as in good but you know there's a fairly decent rate of uh, you know that that job turnover I had no idea until you just told us uh, you know that statistic that's that's mind blowing to me. Is there Sad, are there any are there any specific um, like career or job paths that seem to have better retention? <sighs> I mean, obviously, if you get out of the military and do it in the civilian sector, right? We all know the, the magical C word, contracting. That's what mm -hmm. a lot of our guys do, whether that's contracting overseas and making a ton of money and, you know, this though, right? Or right. Um, contracting on installation. Like my first sergeant when I was in, he's actually here. He retired here like most Air Force do because it's like, send me to the, you know, the panhandle, <laughs> the Gulf of Mexico. But yeah, now he works in logistics in Hurlburt. That's what he does. So obviously those have a higher retention. But again, like when it's easy, it's easy. When it's not, it's not. And, and a lot of junior enlisted and, and, and junior officers get out like, what is this? A lot of senior leadership. With senior leadership, both enlisted and officer, it's like, hey, buddy, no one cares. That's a cute bird on your shirt, but in the civilian sector, no one cares. And you're not just going to go walking into six figures just because that was a big issue that um, in San Antonio, a lot of the senior leadership that would get out there would assume that they would just, oh, well, I did that. No one cares. And that's the suck. No one cares. You know, and, and, it, and it's tough whenever you see people still in that mindset of like, oh, I have my people to do like, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> There's so yeah. much, but know that, you know, know that I, 
there's there's a lot of us out there that are fighting the good fight, trying to make sure that none of us ever struggle. Because, you know, like I said before, with me, it was one day was optional. Now it's drinking from a fire hose. There's this program and, and I'm, these programs are great. Hire our heroes. Awesome. Work with them. Love them. DOD Skillbridge, they're trying like hell to keep up with that. Love them. It's a great program. And they've evolved and, and really held these, com- these companies accountable because Essentially, DOD Skillbridge is a program to where Ben's getting out and Trevor's like, hey, man, come work for me. You get out in a year so he can work for Trevor for, I think it's like three to six months and the military pays him, if that makes sense. Right. So Ben is technically active duty, but he's trying it out. And, you know, not all vets are created equal. Someone ruined it. So now the DOD Skillbridge is trying to evolve and say, all right, you got to give me what is their day to day? What does that look like, right? Because people have abused the system, but there's systems and processes out there. But again, it's just like, I always tell everyone, start with ETS. If you want to know about the military, start with ETS. If you really want to support, get veteran cultural competency certified. So that way, next time you talk to your colleague who's military or whatever, not to be like, hey man, I'm, you know, it's not an award. I know military, I want, no. No, and every class is different because there's veterans in there that share their stories, right? But it's a good way to organically, like, really start to understand that we're different. So, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, no more stats. Boost our families has got you. So does Humana Military. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Tiffany, I think that's some great stuff. Um, you know, especially the skill bridge because we were actually having a conversation about that today. Um, at, actually, on the opposite end, where we're having these young folks coming out of high school who are very adept. I mean, they can rule the world with their thumbs, but they don't yeah. have any skill sets. Uh, they're very tech yeah. savvy, but you know, as far as having those skills. And you know, how do we bridge them in? And you know, we're we're competing in the fire service with law enforcement, military, but you know, we, we look at the enlistment rates are abysmal. Um, not just the military, but in the fire service and the police force, uh, in a lot of things. So you know, we we have a pretty uh, big boulder to push up the hill, I'd say, in the mm-hmm. next several months to years. Um, because who's gonna be you know, who's who's standing watch tonight? I know there's I know there's people in my community right now that I can go to bed tonight because they're on duty or they're overseas or they're, you know, they're in the station right now. I know that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, 10 years from now, what, what's that going to look like? So, you know, uh, I think we got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Does military allow recruiting for external positions? Reverse engineering. Does the military allow recruiting for external positions? Yeah, absolutely. Contracting. Uh, Yes, they do. Oh gosh, what is GS? GS jobs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, they do. Yep. Just look it up. GS jobs, depending on what installation you're around, um, they 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 absolutely offer them. You know, you got to work yourself. Up, you you got to work your way up. But yes, sir. In every every installation, there there are civilians that work alongside those of us in uniform. And to speak to your Trevor, to speak to what you said um, about getting kids in. I mean, let's be real. Let's be realistic. Kids are overweight, medicated, and only want to do this, right? And that's tough. But they, um, they don't want to do that. On the back of your phone, what's that? Show oh, that yeah, again? no. Yeah, no, yeah, they don't they want don't to do, do this. That. No, they, they just, don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, so that's the struggle, and that's, that's 
that's another initiative that I'm bringing to 2023. I'm calling it Operation Upstream. What is it? Once a month, get these recruiters, all branches, and the potential family members of those new recruits, get them together. Two agencies, Red Cross, USO. You're not asking for money. You're educating these soon-to-be military families on the resources that you offer, right? So most people don't know the Red Cross. If I'm in boot camp and Ben's my dad and uncle so-and-so or aunt so-and-so dies or there's an issue most people don't know within 24 hours red cross will have you on the phone with your military member on top of that the uso does so much more than just that weird room in the airports they actually show up they will send you things they will absolutely take care of you and so in offer hashtag operation upstream stay tuned watch my social i'm gonna do it you know and a lot of people are like well i don't, I don't want to hear that okay because if shit gets real who's gonna go who's gonna go you know, we need to, again, it's about creating this ecosystem of support. We can get these families together and excited about supporting their military. Like, I don't know. And this is a fun for our friend that keeps chiming in. Is it Gary? Greg. 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 Temple. Yeah. So, so Chief Temple is the fire chief in Spring Hill, Tennessee, uh, for their fire department. Okay. Uh, he He's moved around quite a bit. Uh, but he worked, him and Trevor were lieutenants together in Ocean City. And I briefly got to work uh, in Ocean City while he was there. But just like top-notch guy, cutting edge, yeah. a great leader, a great boss. Like he's the guy that like something comes up and you're like, shit, I got to go. Like yeah. you call him and he's mm -hmm. like, hey, do you, like, do you need someone to go with you? Like I'm coming with you. Like if, if you He's need me, I'm, like I'm, I'm coming too. I don't know who's going to run the city. I don't give a shit, but I'm coming with you. Right. All just in. just yeah. a fantastic human being. And no, I can guarantee that the, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about, like through this, like yeah. when he goes for his next hiring process, like he's going to have looked into it and he's going to be better prepared for vets to come to the fire service to his. Yeah. And tell department. him to reach, give him my stuff. You guys have my stuff, but yeah, man, I mean, listen, you guys could do Operation Upstream with, you know, you guys as well, you know, because again, it's about creating this ecosystem because I don't know if you guys and, and Greg, look it up. I, I encourage you. If you guys ever Googled Marines first phone call home, the Marines first phone call home, or at least it used to be, unless it's changed in the past year or so, they open a phone box, right? Literally pick up the phone, read these lines, hang up the phone and go. It is is terrifying meanwhile tiffany in air force land is like i can't do you know it's just totally different but marines they literally open the box call i am fine do not call me and then they hang up as a mother if i knew nothing about the military and i got that call and i was like wait wait wait, wait i would lose my mind imagine the peace of mind if i could pick it up and say oh my gosh trevor's wife Donovan just called me. He said that I don't know what to do right now. Can you please just meet me in the parking lot of, of Publix, H-E-B, Target? I just need a minute. I just need one minute, one minute. Could you imagine? You know, but we have to create that system of support. And then think of the funnel now that when these recruits are off and training and boot camp and tech school and MOS, all of that, when they're off, what can these parents do or family members do to be involved? ETS. They're sponsors. They're going to the veteran cultural competency. They're sharing their stories about their brand. It's just all love, man. It'll work. It's just, you gotta give me a minute, but it's gonna work. Mark my words, man. I promise.
<laughs> and, and that's what's kind of cool about plant, planting these seeds because you know i know uh you know greggy and uh, i'll i'll kind of chime in and uh you know make him feel self-conscious again you know you, you talked you talked about integrity and that's that's if i i've literally you know when he's he's been in alaska he's been in texas he's been in tennessee maryland delaware so you know he's almost lived uh kind of a, almost like a military uh life a little bit because yeah. he's moved around so much um but yeah. you know he's all this vast experience and when when i've had the privilege of maybe someone calling to say hey you used to work with this guy what do you think if you can describe him in one word and that's what i would always say is integrity that, that was the first thing that came that. to mind but uh, you know, i know that you know, that that seed that was planted um you know someone like greg will take that and make that part of a hiring process and not just do that for you know, his own internal benefit but also, uh, you know, because of the you know, what he puts his instructor hat on and his networking hat, say, hey, this is something that worked really well for me. You ought to give this a thought. And, you know, he's he's always willing to you know, create that network. And, uh, you know, so, Tiffany, thank you very much for you know, offering up your, uh, you know, your, your voice and your opinion, because I know people could reach out to you and uh, mm -hmm. you know, get some of this vital information. I mean, I've learned a lot tonight myself. Yeah. And I'm always so here's the thing. A lot of people are like, oh, I like that idea, but I won't steal it. No, you have to steal it. You have to steal it. You have to make it so much bigger, better, and greater than anything that I can think of. Everything I share is for everyone. I'm never going to be like, this is my idea. I, need, I don't give a shit about the accolades. I promise you. I do what I do. I, I, I get you know presentable because it gets attention. Let's be realistic, right? If I didn't have to do all this and we had the support that we needed, too easy, Joel Sargent. I'd be down by the beach writing emails, you know? But again, until every veteran wants for nothing, I'm a scream, I'm a yell, and I'm gonna tell everyone my ideas in hopes that they can take them and make them better, bigger, stronger, you know, more more consistent. So yeah, man. And I'm on LinkedIn, like uh, at Proud Air Force, Lab, I think, I don't know. But um, AF stands for Air Force. Okay, let's just talk about that for a minute. I made this, I made this email. <laughs> I made this email. <laughs> I get it. I, it took me a second. I, I get it now. <laughs> I'm not going to. So I made all these things like proud AF vet, like, yay, Air Force. And my son was like, mom, what are you doing? Why are you cursing all over the place? I'm like, I'm not. Like, and I probably cursed, like, shut the hell up, right? Mother of the Trevor, Trevor, do you understand what she's talking about? Uh, yes, I do. Because it, it, okay. it was like yeah. a talk grenade. I mean, it, it went and it took about half a second and went up. Yeah, I okay. got it. Yeah, okay. everything says proud AF vet, right? So that's like my LinkedIn, my Instagram, I think my, my, yeah, but not like, that's Air Force, okay? Either way, I, think it, I think it's cool as fuck. <laughs> I love Ben, yes, it is. Fair, 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 yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well Tiffany, oh, I, I do have like kind of one uh, semi-closing question for you. I, I do want to talk about the elephant in the room. No, what? literally the, the elephant <laughs> in the room. Is there, is there like more behind? Is, is the rest of the elephant behind the wall, or is the, you know? I've never heard that one. No, I'm obsessed. I'm pretty much a tiger and an elephant in the same, right? We're tiger because I'm a relentless, but elephants because they're big and just peaceful. But yet, you know, they've been there because there's a mess. So <laughs> go look at the laundry in the living room. <laughs> Overrated. You need clothes, go dig. Use the core. Don't fall in, right? That's it's great practice. 
<laughs> but no, I, I just want to thank you guys for having me. This has been so much fun. Yeah, and this is awesome. Yeah, We're going to have you back on after, yeah. after March 1st when all of your stuff launches. Uh, when I'm We're going to have you back legal? on. Um, yeah. When mm-hmm. when all of that happens, we're also going to yeah. share the shit out of all that. Yay. Um, and all yeah. seven people that look at our stuff will see it. Um, <laughs> I'll get you two more. I'll get you two more. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Yeah, too. Um, and you know what, too? Next time I come back, let me know, like, what you guys want to know. And I can try and get some people that are us at SMEs, right? Our subject matter experts in that to come and sit and hang out with me and the elephant. <laughs> I think that would be fun. You know, yeah. to really dive in and get uncomfortable because that's the only way things change is when you're so uncomfortable. You're like, ah, this is not good. You know, let's make it weird. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we've got um. There's a guy that he was one of our. I say new hires. We there's been a couple of people hired after him, um, but is a marine vet and like oh. is just like a lot of the stuff that we've talked about where he like he come out he came out of this out of service. Mm-hmm. Sounds like there was some struggle because. Like he is, he is like the picture of a Marine. Like, yeah, you can tell. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he, yeah. Without, without him saying anything, you're like, he's that a guy's Marine. Cool. Yeah. Point and, him out. Yep. And I think, I think, and I don't, I don't know this. I'm speaking for him. I don't know for, for him, sure, yeah. but I think there were some struggles. Um, yeah. Like I know he, he was applying when I was going through the process to get hired in Ocean City. Didn't get the spot the first time around. Eventually did. But it was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, why wouldn't we hire him? Like, he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where, like, he calls, and I miss his phone call because I'm putting my two-year-old in the truck. Mm-hmm. So I call him back, and I say, hey, man, um, just want to let you know you're on speakerphone in the truck with my two-year-old. All right, great, man. Uh, I thought you were pissed that you weren't taking my calls. I was like, what the shit? Like, I was like, dude, dude, two-year-old in the truck. Oh shit, man! I'm sorry. <laughs> You're like, this is not how this works. That's that's oh, not yeah. what. I, that's, okay, man. What, what's up? How can I help you? Right. What's but just you a, for? just yeah. a great kid, great guy, yeah. great guy. So mm-hmm. when when he comes back, we'll. It, I think it'd be fun to get his perspective. Uh, and yeah. His, all this too. Oh, I love yeah. Marines, and Marines love the Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, Let's and, do and, it. And, and and Ben, you know, just for full disclosure, again, I do have to apologize for the way I greeted you because I did I, I did not make sure I checked the background uh, pre-show to make sure I was not offering vocabulary expanders to uh, Young Harper. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Huh. So, um, well, with that, let's let's go ahead and start wrapping up. Um, okay, Tiffany, what what give us some closing thoughts? What's what's our what's our biggest takeaway? What what should we what should everybody go and do right now? ETSsponsorship.com. And there's a spot where it says, how did you hear put Tiffany? <laughs> They'll know. They'll be like, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. ETS sponsorship. Um, sign up to be a sponsor. Doesn't matter where you are. So top three states, one of them is right. So register to be a sponsor. One of them, uh, I think the number one state is Texas. And then the fight for number two and three flip-flops between Cali and Florida. But definitely sign up to be a sponsor. Um, you want to help your military, you got to figure us out first. It's two days, two full days. It is remote. You can click I hear by consent. That's fine, just to show if you wanted to. I can tell my guy, okay. Brian, that we messed around with it. Um, then continue, yeah. You just 
you literally just filled this out, guys. We need sponsors. People are going back home. People are, you know, getting out and going back home. Like I said, almost 250,000 of us get out every single year. Give two days. That's it. Two days to learn about us. One day to learn about us and another day to learn how you can help us reintegrate back into the civilian sector. That's it. All right, I'm going to leave that up. Trevor, what do you got for us? Thank you. Well, um, Tiffany, I just want to thank you so much for you know lending your time and talent to us tonight. It was great to have you on. Definitely want to have you yeah. back on. I, I learned a lot tonight, and I think that uh, you know, we definitely picked up some nuggets that we can pass along to other people. So uh, you know, sincerely appreciate not only your service, but your passion to you know keep serving, um, which yes, you know, that's that's kind of a that that's a big deal because you know we all we all get tired and uh you know, there's a difference between quitting and and taking a break when you need to and uh mm -hmm. i don't i don't think you've taken a break so uh you know, with, with that i appreciate everything that you're doing uh very very much yeah right. it's my honor it's my honor thank you guys yeah thank you thank you again for for coming on and joining us like i said march 1st i'm gonna be watching i actually work that day and all day, like, all they're going to see is like, where, where is it? Where is it? So I'm going to be watching <laughs> yeah. for it. And um, like I said, yeah. we're going to share the shit out of it. We're going to get it out Yay. as much as we can. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's something that, again, we've, we've all, we, through the fire service, the police department, military, mm -hmm. we've, we've all gone through something similar and having those resources and, and making sure that no one gets left behind right. is, is, is huge. So um, yeah. anything that we can do to help with that, we're we're all in. Um, oh, thank you guys. So, thank, thank you, you again so for joining us. It was a great show. Yeah. An hour and thirteen minutes. Like that's Woo. like that's again, fun. conversation was good. We're not messing with it. We're going to keep on going until it stops. So, all right. Um, as far as as far as strike the bottom, uh, March second is our next show. So uh, keep an eye out. We're we're working on some stuff to get um, a buddy of mine uh, retired from DC Fire to come on. If that doesn't work. We're still going to have a show. We're going to talk about something. No idea what it was or what it is. Uh, March 16th, uh, we're going to throw it out there early. Lieutenant Austin Enzer from the Bel Air Fire Department, Volunteer Volunteer Fire, De Bel Air Volunteer Fire Company in Harford County, Maryland, uh, is going to join us. And then we're also working on a show for the end of March. Um, Tiffany, might be you again. Um, give Listen, us it's, it's, you, March is Women's History Month. Can I get a women some women firefighters? Like, can we find some females? What was her name? Yeah. Was Tina, Miss Kim. What's her name? Oh, well, we we we've had Kim. Uh, we we've had several on. Actually, um, Ben can probably go through the rolodex of the the oh. previous shows. Um, because we've we've had we've had several very noteworthy uh, guests on here and the, women in the fire service. And uh, yeah, we had very yeah, very that was a great show. And we, uh, we yeah. had um, okay. I'm just yeah. making sure because I'm like, hold up. Oh, no, 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 because we, um, we, well, uh, Chief Latasha Clemens, uh, she's up in Georgia now, is from down here in Florida. She was uh, a very big in what they called I Women, which is the Women Women in Fire, that organization. Oh. And then uh, our, 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 fr our friend from Canada, um, Esther, uh, I've known her for a, a, a number of years. I mean, just we, we have had some phenomenal guests on there. So, uh, you know, you've, you, you're, you're ranking up there with the top ones. Yeah. Yay. Awesome. Yeah. That, that women that? in fire was a great show. Um, oh, that was that was that was yeah. phenomenal. But yeah, we'll um we'll we'll get something in there for March too. So good stuff. Yeah, you guys, you have my number. 
Call yeah. me, text yeah. me, whatever you need. I got you guys for sure. Um, and then Trevor, I'll let you know for the Sebring race. Perfect. If I'm, if I'm flying in near you. So guys, thank you so much. Max, say right. thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll see you good later. Thank, thank you so you. much. Good night. Thank Adios. you. Stay good safe. Night, guys. Yeah. And good night, everybody.